Ooh, all right. Welcome back to the Red Pill Transmission. Let's do this. Let's check this out, what we got for you today. Foxnews.com, Fox News Insider. Op-Ed, Bordeaux help combat opioid epidemic. Yeah, you got them right. Keep those opioids out of my backyard. America is in the midst. Oh, let's see. Pardon me, pardon me. Oh, this is uh, 62817. America is in the midst of a devastating opioid crisis. Of the 52,000 drug overdose deaths in 2015, more than 33,000 of those were related to opioids like heroin and prescriptions and medications. That's right. Your children are being poisoned by that Mexican opioid just coming over here, hanging out by the schools, flipping a coin, you know, leaning at like a, uh, mm, I guess I could, I mean, okay, not a 45 degree angle, but like slightly less than that, you know how they do, like hanging out, being like, hey, psst, hey, amigo, you want to be cool? And of course he wants to be cool. I want it to be cool. You want it to be cool. What choice do you really have? Boom, hooked on. Heroin, you're done. According to a recent op-ed, President Donald Trump's planned wall along the U.S.-Mexico border will help address the opioid crisis. Yeah, of course it will. We're keeping the the bad people, the rapists, uh, the ones they send over, we're keeping them out. The author of that op-ed, Prentice LeBlanc, jo- Prentice LeBlanc, I don't know. It sounds a little globalisty, but <clears throat> I'll let it pass for now. Joined Ainsley Earhart and Brian Kilmeade on Fox and Friends to explain. LeBlanc said that a border wall would help stem the flow of opioids from Mexico into the U.S. That's right. No more backpacks full of all the pills you can fit. He revealed that Mexico is the world's third largest producer of heroin. And Mexican heroin now controls over 50% of the market share. Can you believe that? That shit. It's not even like, we call it brick heroin when I was a kid. Additionally, most of the heroin from Colombia and Southeast Asia must pass through Mexican drug cartels before getting to the U.S. Colombia and Southeast Asia. Yeah, let's not mince words. Let's call a spade a spade. What we're talking about is southern Mexico and Vietnam. LeBlanc said the border wall will slow the influx of drugs, which will drive up the price. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Is this... Is Vicodin an opioid, technically? Mm. Um, he added that the wall will make it easier for Border Patrol officers to catch drug cartels as it will funnel them into certain areas. That's right. It's going to have, like, uh, like certain areas that are open and then the dumb people cross, like, you know, they're dumb. So they're just going to be like, ooh, look, I see an opening. Ooh, amigos, I see an opening. And then they're going to catch them. Like, oops, sorry. Better luck next time, except there won't be a next time. I mean, I think all they can do, I think they just send it back. So there probably will be a next time, but... Uh, just opioid addictions, just opioid, nothing else, cost the U.S. 50 billion a year, LeBlanc said. 
If the wall is able to reduce that by only 15.5%, the wall's gonna pay for itself in five years. I'm, I'm so stoked for this. I'm so excited. I mean, a little less so than I was 10 minutes ago, but it's still, it's gonna be a good thing. Um, I can hear some of you out there saying, you know, this article conveniently and quite conspicuously avoids talking about the Oxycontin. It mentions Oxycontin once in a list of opioids. Um, actually, it just says heroin and prescription medications. Uh, but it, it dances around those the whole time, uh, not addressing uh, the fact that a lot of those pills are coming from our own doctors. It gives no statistics as to how much of that addiction is heroin as opposed to Oxycontin uh, or other drugs that are, you know, produced by the pharmaceutical companies. That is a pretty glaring omission you might conclude with. And you know what? Here's the thing. I hear you. I'm being fair. I'm being balanced. But let me just, let me tell you a story. All right. Me and my cousin J-Dog, we used to go down to Mexico when we were teenagers. And, uh, we just bring, we'd bring some cash. We'd, uh, you know, allegedly we'd, you know, hawk some, uh, you know, some, some car radios, get some cash, go down, go to the pharmacy. Boom. What's up? Amigos. What's up? I'm here. Uh, I'm gonna get as many, as, as many Vicodin. <sighs> it, you know, people talk a lot about the romanticism of Paris. But for me, for me, nothing will ever be quite like Tijuana. Oh, Tijuana. Tijuana in the 70s. Let me tell you. <sighs> um, Hold on. Hold on. It's free. Hold on. I gotta find where I was. I think it was over. Anyway, look, here's the point. Um, you get drugs and you bring them back. I guess, you know, yeah, so the illegal people, they, they fill their backpack full of the Oxycontins, Vicodin, uh, Percocet. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I Percocet. Um, and come on over. Boom. Uh, so they're not just bringing heroin, they're bringing that. Look, do we actually need statistics being like this as much as this, as much as this? Uh, this one is the one that's actually killing him. Blah, blah, blah. I guess if you need something to stick up your ass, but, you know, frankly, I'm fine. I've got plenty up there already. It's called the truth. I am jam-packed with the truth. Um, what else we got here? We got another bright butt. Uh, uh, let's see. Mexico is sending us colonists, not immigrants. From Breitbart, by Tom Tancredo. This one's from April 30th, 2016. But I think you'll find it is as relevant today as it was then. I think you'll find it's as relevant today as it was then, is what I'm trying to say. Um, okay. Mexico first has been the open avowed policy of the government of Mexico for a generation and Mexico expects its former residents to be loyal to Mexico for the next 
200 years. Mexico first, third, fourth, fifth. I might even let you get away with occasionally saying second, but no, you will not say Mexico first. And then why does anyone come over here then? Why does anyone come over here? Well, you know, people cross both ways. Oh, really? Oh, really? I have never been to Mexico. No one I know has ever been to Mexico. Not on record. That story I told earlier was just a joke. It was a joke to show you about how pills are bad. Jesus Christ. Do I have to explain everything? Uh, yet when Donald calls, yet when Donald Trump calls for an America first foreign policy, yeah, here we go. As he did in a speech last week, he is denounced by pundits and the national security establishment for quote nativism and quote demagoguery as if that policy is a novel and radical idea. That's what I'm trying to say. You just love to throw out terms for him. Nativist. White supremacist. There's plenty of both of those things in Mexico. Okay, well, the next line sounds ironic, but it's referring to what he, the author said, obviously. But the next line is, well, not in Mexico. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, I, poor timing, but uh, I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact because I had it explained to me in Mexico City back in 2001 by a Mexican cabinet official. His name was Juan Hernandez, and you may have seen him on television in 2008 when he was candidate John McCain's presidential campaign liaison with Mexican-American voters. Ooh, makes me sick to see both of those countries used in the same sentence, let alone hyphenated as a single term. Well, isn't this a bit uh, anecdotal to base the whole argument off of? Oh, anecdotal, huh? Well, I'll tell you something else that is anecdotal. The Ten Commandments! All of the Bible! You're going down a dangerous path, buddy. You're going down a dangerous path. You see, Juan Hernandez is a dual citizen with dual loyalties, just like many of the 30 to 50 million Mexican-Americans in the United States. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, I don't think I've ever seen that written down before. Maybe I've just been in denial, but I cannot believe that much of my country has been infiltrated. Oh, well, actually, it wasn't necessarily infiltrated. In fact, we built, uh, uh, borders around them. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, was that, it built borders? You said built. As in, built a wall. So, you are okay with borders, but not walls. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fucking hypocrites. In my conversation with Hernandez in Mexico's capital city, he explained quite eagerly and candidly the reasons for the Mexican government's active encouragement of Mexicans to go north, legally and illegally. Senor Hernandez, uh, also, look, I can't even say the word Mexico without someone piping in, oh, you're being racist, you're being biased. And let me tell you something, you son of a bitch. He refers to this man as Senor Hernandez, okay? He's using their terminology. He's using their language. This is the equivalent in their culture of doing the Japanese bow thing. Does Senor have an 
have one of those squiggly end things? I think maybe it's supposed to. But anyway, um, was the head of a department in... Okay, so Senor Hernandez was the head of a department in the Mexican government called the Office of Mexicans Living Outside Mexico. An entire government agency devoted to communicating with and assisting Mexicans living in the United States. I have to walk away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. Just makes me so goddamn sick. What are they going to do next? Set up little... Satellite agencies in countries across the world to represent their country in a globalist agenda. Little group, I don't know, like embassies, if you will, uh, just sitting there spreading their dirty lies. Hernandez bragged about the many programs for encouraging and helping Mexicans to move north. Programs that provided survival kits and maps for the journey. Help for hints on how to deal with the U.S. Border Patrol and how to deal with American officials if apprehended on the border. He was not apologetic or shy about these educational services and answered my questions freely. Oh, really? Was he answering them freely? Or was he answering them under a police state? I don't know. I might have gone... I might have jumped the shark on that one. I, I don't think I can... That's that's a different that's a different problem I got. That's not really a Mexican thing. Being surprised by the brazenness of this government official, I asked Hernandez, aren't you a little bit ashamed or embarrassed to admit that your government is actively encouraging and helping people to cross the United States border illegally? He laughed. Ho 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 he said, a big Mexican belly laugh. I remember his words clearly. Congressman, really? The Southwest is not two countries. It's a region. I'll tell you another region. My ass. Why does Mexico devote so much effort to promoting and helping millions of its citizens leave Mexico and start a new life in El Norte? See? Not racist. Does the fact that the millions of Mexicans living in the U.S. send $25 billion... That's U.S. dollars in cash remittances annually back to relatives in Mexico have anything to do with it. Cash that provides 30% of Mexico's foreign investment? Rivaling tourism in importance to the Mexican economy? Mexico sees Mexicans and the United States as strategic assets in every sense of that word. They are seen as extensions of the Mexican state and partners in Mexico's plans. Hernandez then explained that the Mexican government had recently changed its constitution to allow dual citizenship and to allow Mexicans living outside Mexico to vote in Mexican elections. What? Well, that's probably a good thing. It'll keep them busy so they're not voting for the goddamn democratic demagogues. Mexico is... Mexico not only promotes emigration northward to grow the Mexican population inside the U.S., it officially practices a policy of treating all Mexican-Americans as Mexicans first and Americans second. Oh, I don't even really know what that means, but it makes me angry. 
Mexico officially conveys Mexican ship citizenship to the children of Mexicans born in the U.S. They have dual citizenship from birth, and thus they can vote in all Mexican elections just like their parents. By law, this dual citizenship is conveyed to all Mexicans born in the U.S., and it does not matter if a Mexican immigrant becomes a naturalized U.S. citizen, he is still a citizen of Mexico. Now, why isn't that brought up when they say, oh, I've been living here for 25 years, uh, I contribute to the economy, uh, I have a whole family, um, I speak English, my children are in college, uh, private colleges, there's no government money going to them, why are you kicking me out of the country? Um, excuse me, no, I'm sorry, amigo, please, are you, you know, just, uh, are you a citizen of Mexico? Oh, you are. Oh, so you're, you're a citizen of Mexico. Okay, so I'm going to need you to get the fuck out. Okay. And then he gets all pissy because he's like, so just tell me which Verizon plan you want. I don't want to have this argument with you. Well, you shouldn't have come over here to my country then. These policies cannot be dismissed as mere expressions of Mexican pride. No, no, no. They are indications of a policy of planned interference in American domestic affairs. Affairs? They're going to take our women. They breed like rabbits. We all know that. The policy of dual citizenship is only the visible tip of the iceberg of a strategic plan for active and overt involvement in American politics to advance Mexican government interests. Mark my words, you're going to hear the next Democratic 2020 candidate advocating for giving every citizen a backpack full of opioids. Just you wait. When I say mark my words, I mean it figuratively, of course. Don't be an asshole and hold me to that. Anyone who thinks I am exaggerating should do a little research and listen to the words of Mexican leaders. For example, Vincente Fox, president of Mexico from 2000 to 2006, proclaimed from a Texas stage that Mexico believes any person of Mexican descent owes a loyalty to Mexico, quote, unto the seventh generation. Unto the seventh generation? That sounds very occultish to me. Perhaps even devilish. The most interesting thing to me is not that these examples of Mexican nationalism are abundant and- Oh my god, did you hear that? Jesus Christ, it's taken me over. The influences all around us, I can't help myself. Alright, calm down. Come here. The most interesting thing to me is not that these examples of Mexican nationalism are abundant and not hidden. The interesting thing is that so few American politicians are willing to talk about them or their significance. That's right. And when they do, it might not even be in English. And of course, Mexican nationalism is officially welcomed and accommodated by the Obama administration's welcoming new Americans policy of officially abandoning assimilation as a bedrock goal of immigration policy. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm so surprised that a Muslim extremist decided to take away the assimilation aspect of immigration policy. But the real scandal in American journalism and American politics is how Americans are held to a different standard while Mexican nationalism is defended. Bullet point one. Why is it? 
Why is it that to the American news media, American academic institutions, and American political elites, Mexican nationalism is a good thing and a healthy thing, but American nationalism is dangerous and extremist? Bullet point two. Why is an American first foreign policy politically incorrect, but Mexico and every other nation on the planet is expected to put its own national interests first and foremost in its relations with other nations? Two bullet points! Perhaps a bit hasty going with the bullet points when you only got two. It's only one more than one thing, but nevertheless, moving on. When hundreds of people waving Mexican flags attack Americans attending a Trump rally in Southern California, the media excuses the violence and the bullying as a justifiable expression of Mexican distrust of Trump's policies. That's right. They're all like, oh, that's fine. I don't care. Why don't you stab my grandmother too? Why don't you just... Take my daughter. Just take her. Yes, make many little half-breeds with her. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Why don't we all go watch Modern Family together? How about Traditional Family? Where's that sitcom? Why is Mexican... Oh, did I read that? Why is Mexican nationalism a good thing? But put it... Okay. Uh, I did not read that, but it is quite repetitive, so I'm going to skip that. Blah, blah, blah. Why is building a fence or a wall to block illegal entry an unacceptable step in protecting American sovereignty? But it is just fine for the Mexican government to actively violate American sovereignty on a daily basis. Also, by the way, when I may or may not have gone down to Mexico, uh, I saw a lot of walls. A lot of people have walls down there. What's the big deal about a big wall? Oh, no, you don't get walls. I'm just going to have all these houses down here with the little walls, but you don't get one? Man, fuck you! Back in 2006, when the Kennedy-McCain amnesty plan was being debated in Congress, similar events took place with Mexican flags prominently displaying in rallies supporting the amnesty legislation. <sighs> yes. Just come to my country and fly your country's flag. By all means. Absolutely. And just, you know what? Why don't you just vote for Hillary Clinton abortionist number one while you're at it? Please. I don't love my country. I'm not a goddamn patriot. In one scene captured by a news photographer, an American flag flown at a California university was taken down and then flown upside down by protesters waving Mexican flags. Oh my god. You're telling me that happened a time? That happened a time? Well, I'd say that sums up the whole Mexican-American relations right there. That photo and similar pro-Mexican images generated an understandable backlash that turned the debate around and defeated the amnesty plan. Ooh, looks like it backfired on you, didn't it? America first is a policy that makes sense not only in U.S.-Mexican relations, it makes sense across the board. Maybe the political elites who think differently are about to be taught a lesson. And that lesson is going to be taught in Spanish! I'm the Night Eagle. Good night.